to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. We go into each week on this podcast, we're going to look at the beauty and the brokenness. And so for you, I'm just going to use you because you're here. So um, for your top style is a three of the achiever. So for every style, there's different things. It looks at what motivates you, success. Um, What do you pursue? Winning, (laughs) achieving. What are you afraid of? Failure. What motivates you? being successful. Um, and then what's the course in line? And so I want to use that course in for you in a way, like if you know someone in your world that, that lies a lot, you know, it, you can be frustrated by it. You can think they're just such a liar. What the Enneagram has done is unpacked why, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, why would you lie? And lying can look so different. Like Matt's not typically like, I'm just going to lie to you out of the blue. And, I mean, especially 50-year-old Matt, right. you know. But when you were younger, mm-hmm. um, lying can look like a lot of things. It can look like just flat-out lying. Like, mm-hmm. I said I went here, but I actually was here. That's protecting or whatever. You know, wanting to not get in trouble maybe. But there's lying to say, like, I want to win. And if I add this part to the story that didn't actually happen, mm-hmm. the story is more successful. <laughs> I right. feel more like a winner. or So that's adding, that's adding parts that were not true or omitting truth, right? Like, well, if I tell the whole story, it might not seem as awesome. So I'm going to leave this little part out Mm -hmm. to to paint the picture I want to paint so that I seem successful. Because if I seem successful, then I feel like I, I matter and I'm valuable. And so it's like, well, when I look at it like that, it's like, it's a, it's that coping mechanism. It's not that you're just wanting out to lie to everybody. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of one in me. The one wants to do good, do what's right. The course in is anger when things don't go right. The ones can be so critical when they're healthy. We're looking for, you know, how could this be done more efficient and better? And, And we like can problem and troubleshoot when we're not healthy. We're just like, that's wrong. That's wrong. They're dumb. That's wrong. They did bad. Right. You know, and you're looking for everything that's wrong with everybody. So critical because you think you got it all right. Mm-hmm. And um, one's the anger though, but the anger that comes out of everyone else tends to be really be anger because you're projecting like how you feel like you're always getting it wrong. Cause we always know that. And so when we, when we go through each style and we look at every style, what we want to say, what we want people to get out of the series, what you, I think you can speak to this hope from the book, but from the Enneagram is to just say like the, the, the reason that that core sin creeps up mm-hmm. is because of what motivates me in a good way. And, but we're not perfect. Right. And when we're finding our identity in anything other than when we're loved, created by God, loved by God and saved by Jesus, mm-hmm. then then we go sideways and that's what trips us up. You're not, you know, whenever, when for you, like 
padding a story or whatever. Now, what's funny is like Matt that I met in college to Matt that I married to 25 years later. Now it's interesting to me when I, when you will, I don't have to even catch up. Like, no, like it, it, it's 1159, not 12. Yeah, yeah. You have worked so hard to, to, for authenticity, which, you know, the vision of being real, right? Why? Because you felt like you, you lived inauthentically as a mm-hmm. young person for so long. And that was your prison for me. Fear, mm-hmm. fear is my prison. I never right. step outside and try new things and do new things or risk anything at all because mm-hmm. something might go wrong. And every style has that. What would you say for the, like anyone listening of what you hope for them as, as if they read the book, go through the series or are listening to this, that you want them to find for themselves? Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately my, my number one goal is that they would find themselves and mm. that they would find an appreciation. Uh, for themselves, you know, um, in Lisa Bevere's forward for the book, you know, she talks about fearfully and wonderfully I'm made. And I think that so many of us, I think we can think that for others, but we can't think it for ourselves. And, you know, God doesn't make junk. Mm. And so you didn't come from the dollar store, you know, you came from Jesus. And um, I just think that that's just so important for people to understand. And I think for me, even as I, I did my own audio audio, was it called audio, audible? Audiobook. Audiobook. As I was reading through it, I was sharing with you, I was super convicted about how I treat some of my friends because I'm just reminded, oh, they don't like this. This is not the best way to interact with them. And, you know, if you, if you want to keep good friends, you have to learn how to not hurt their feelings, how to listen, how to be in relationship with people. And most of us just aren't, aren't, aren't mm-hmm. good at that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're lonely. Mm-hmm. That, that's why, you know, um, as couples, you know, we have to do the work and say, okay, we want good, meaningful friendships. I mean, most of us, our entire lives, we will completely change friendships and churches and communities about every five to six years. I've been at Sandals long enough. I've seen people come through two and three times, you know, it's (laughs) like, good Lord, you know, um, because, you know, the problems, it's not out there, it's in here. And it's Mm. just saying, okay, this is, this is my pattern as I relate to my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my husband, my wife, my kids, my friends, my church. And um, the Enneagram will help you to understand yourself and have grace and really unpack how God deals with each person differently. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like when I grew up as a kid, everybody talked about being born again. Jesus only talks about that one time and it's with the five, Nicodemus, because you can't think your way to heaven. And we use that to save everybody. Oh, that was good. Yeah, but it's not, it's not, <laughs> Jesus didn't use that verse for everybody. He used mm-hmm. it for Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Um, who came in the middle of the night because he didn't want to be embarrassed. Mm. And, you know, fives don't want to be seen as incompetent. And Jesus made room for him in that moment. And it's just so important for us. And so, and the next, like I said, just, it's just to have grace for others mm-hmm. and say, okay, this person's not a jerk. Um, they're processing these things this way. Or they're not emotional. Like yeah. a lot of people in the thinking triad are like, yeah. Everyone's just emotional. They don't think clearly. It's like, but you also mm-hmm. aren't, are ignoring some emotions. Like just because they're emotional doesn't mean they don't think. It just means they present themselves differently through emotions yeah. and not through words. And we, we live in this false reality right now in America where if we all just look at the facts, we'd agree. <laughs> and I just, I think that's <laughs> why I, I, I just think we just have to understand that we perceive process and present ourselves very differently based mm-hmm, upon mm-hmm. the same set of facts. And so we have to learn how to navigate that as a country, 
or mm-hmm. we won't have a country. We have to learn to navigate that as a church or mm-hmm. we won't have a church. We have to learn to navigate that. And unfortunately, that's why so many people get divorced because they just can't see how the other person could perceive it differently, process it differently, and then present themselves differently. Mm-hmm. And it's just so sad. And in the end, the only person that that suffers is yourself. So. Well, okay. I wanted I want to just cover some big or go through some bases again, so that when we go into this nine week series on the podcast at Sandals with the U series, um, and then through the book. So there's the common language we've talked about is your primary style, then the triad. So another another some other enneagram language that you may hear is a wing. Right. And so if the numbers are sort of on a, se- uh, a circle around a wheel, mm-hmm. right, going around, um, the one would be sandwiched between the nine and the two. Mm-hmm. So a wing by definition for everyone listening is your appendage to the right or the left. Mm-hmm. So when you hear wing style, um, in if someone's talking to you about Enneagram, like I am a six wing seven, mm-hmm. you're a three wing four. Right. Um, what that means is if, when you find out your primary style on an assessment, I always say it's not a test because it, you can't pass or fail it. It's an assessment to say, to give you a starting place. Mm -hmm. It's not the end all, but a starting place to go, Hey, maybe, maybe I land somewhere in here for how I perceive process and present myself to the world, what I'm motivated by. And so your wing, what you're going to want to do is find your primary style. That's your highest score on on it on the assessment then look to your to the right or the left and find the next highest score because we want you to not look at at the wheel of the enneagram as like a paint by number like here's right. the box the line draws it it's more of a watercolor like you bleed in and what that means is that you're going to want to pay some attention to the giftings and the, the beauty and the brokenness of that wing style because it kind of bleeds into your style. You're probably right. a mix of it. You're going to present the brokenness and the beauty of both sort of watercolor style-ish to some degree. And so um, what would you say for people? Uh, so there's not a lot of confusion. It's not your style, but it be, but because we're all unique, it, it kind of matters. So just on the language of a wing. Well, I would say both wings matter. So yeah, yeah. I think that one of the, the one might just be present itself a little more predominantly. Yeah. You. But I mean, you, you know, you, you're a rule follower. So you, yes, I you am. tend Please to follow the rules, Matt. You tend to go with the cult of Enneagram and listen to what they say. I make my own rules and my own trails. <laughs> it's so scary when you do that. Yeah. Me. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, Play yeah. by the rules. No, you, you don't know, stay I, in the lines. Dude, I'm like, I I'm like Bono. Me, I, I want to go where the streets have no name, you know? <laughs> oh um, so, I think that both apply to you and what you need mm-hmm. to look at is, is wings on both sides. And yeah, you, you probably have a more of one on the other, but look at them both because they influence you. And so and sometimes if you, if you take the assessment and you're not sure, um, because you feel like, well, I have a lot of one in me and a lot of three in you, me. Your style might land in the two because you do pull from both. Sometimes right. we say that, you know, that can help you understand a landing point. Because here's the thing. The test doesn't define you. I, I just broke my own rule. The assessment. Yeah. Um, it's just a starting point for you. It's just helping you sort of narrow down where you might land. Then you can put it aside and start unpacking who you are with God, with friends of like, here's here's how who I think 
I actually am Mm -hmm. under the layers of who I had to be because of my parents and any trauma experience and my relationships to function in the world. So the assessment is just a tool to get you started. Mm -hmm. Then you, you set it aside and you go on the journey of trying to be the USU that God made you to be. So that that's part of it. So we kind of use an analogy of like if your if your primary style is like your cup of coffee or then then your wings are sort of the degree of creamer you might add that kind of flavor your coffee mm-hmm. and make it a little more u- uniquely you. Um we're not going to super get into this cuz it is a little bit more next next level Enneagram sort of work that you might do in private coaching, or if you do some private study on this yourself. One thing I'm, I, I had to get real convicted on is when I was studying the Enneagram more than I was scripture. So I want to tell you, don't do that. Like me, I wanted to become an expert on it. And I'm like, whoa, Mm. I'm making sure I'm, I'm understanding this more than God's word for me. And that is not, not my heart for this. It's, and and it's not our heart for this Again, we want you to to this to be a tool to draw you more deeply close to God, and um, but like your like stress stress arrows and health arrows. So you may hear this, which is why I want to bring it up because it's confusing to people. But um, all it is is certain styles tend to it, it's it helps you. It's an indicator to where if you're tending to be functioning more out of brokenness in your style or in the beauty of your style. And basically, if you take the assessment, you're going to get a couple different scores. The scores might be like 99 beauty, 99 broken. People are like, how is that possible? What I say is that that could change by the day, the hour, the moment. It just means that you're very influenced by that style. When you feel safe, secure, and loved, you're probably really um presenting the beauty and strength of that style when you feel unsafe insecure unloved and like you don't belong and you're sort of hustling to find identity you're probably um showing more of the brokenness of that style and so the stress and strength arrows just sort of help you understand that so certain so you might want to once you find your style and you get a little more into it you can look at okay when I'm really healthy like for me um I really struggle with fear the six the loyalist when I'm healthy I take on and and um, exhibit a lot of the three. So the way to look at that is, so I tend to be more fearful and won't do things. Mm-hmm. I, I stay stable and safe in my bunker. When I'm in a healthy place where I feel safe, secure, and loved, I take on more of that. I'm going to be a go-getter. I'm going to step out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone and try to achieve some things. Um, and so that that helps me kind of know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. When I'm unhealthy, I tend to go to the nine. Um, and so what that means is for me is the nine, um, I'm sorry, I'm saying this wrong. I'm going backwards. I'm doing the three for the six, for the loyalists. When I'm unhealthy, I believe I go to the three. I, I'm not my true self. I'm trying to win my identity by being something I'm not and just achieving instead of being when I'm healthy, I'm more like a nine. Sixes tend to be very anxious because we're hyper aware of what everybody or everything that can go wrong. Nines are the peacemaker. When I'm in a good place where I feel safe, secure, loved, my anxiety is minimal and my peace Mm -hmm. increases. So I, when I'm at peace, I go, okay, 
I know I'm not trying to be something I'm not and create my identity and achieving. Right. I, I'm safe in who I am. So if you hear that language, I just that's one of my most asked questions is what about the stress arrows? They're not they're not super like you don't need to know that to be able to start this journey of becoming the you that God made you to be. But what they do is you can look at the styles of where you go to in stress or when you go to in safety and go look at look at the health of them. And if you feel like you're identifying with some of those strengths or some of that unhealth, mm-hmm. you can know like, okay, what what's going on in my world where I'm acting in this unhealthy way? Where do I not feel safe, secure, and loved? Or... If you're identifying with the strengths, praise God that you're doing, you've done some work and you're in a good place. So any thoughts on, on that? Yeah. I wouldn't worry about the arrows. Yeah. (laughs) But I I, I bring it up because that's my most asked question about the Enneagram ever. Okay. I just think, I just think that you you need to really just understand your number and then your Mm -hmm. highest number and their influences and, and start there and then understand how, how the stress arrows work. And, and I'm, and I'm not a big fan of them telling me which number I go to in health or unhealth because I'm high eight. So <laughs> he doesn't want anyone telling yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I mean, again, any system that tries to completely just like crank down on people and tell you, I don't think that's a great system. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that. It's just that when you read Enneagram literature and you start right. to look at it, you're going to see that and it confuses people. We say, uh, we, and in my coaching, like, that's what I would say is like, you don't really need to do it, but as you're doing the work, it just might be indicative to you of like at your growth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and now for me, when I start feeling like I'm really hustling to get approval and security with people, I go, okay, what, what's going on with me? It helps me self-check and go, okay, I need to, I right. need to not try to find my identity there. So it, they're not important, but it just, it's just sort of another layer of drawing back to that core you that God made you to be and without. Um, and the stress arrows yeah. are what looks like the pentagram. That's why it freaks people out. Yeah. So yeah. So just, we, we don't, we don't super go into that, but it is yeah. a thing. And, and you don't have to ask me about it now or direct message me about it now because there it is. Okay. I sort of answered this, but I want to end on this, Matt. Um, and then I want you to just give a real quick snapshot of your book is coming out, yeah. which has been really awesome. And we've learned yeah. a lot, <laughs> but, um, hopefully the second one will be better. How has, um, under, how has the Enneagram and the understanding it helped you in your relationship with God personally for you? Well, I think for me, it, it's helped, it's helped me to understand just the role of shame in my life. I, mm. I never, I never would have understood how big of a part it was in my life. Um, and my need to cover. So it's what Adam and Eve do in Genesis three. And so I'm a professional coverer as, um, you know, a three. And so just God saying, okay, let's take a look at kind of the the mess that's underneath. And and I still love you in spite of that mess. And Mm. now let's begin to do the work of cleaning this up. But, but that work is, is me handing it over to God. So I, my work is to, through the, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to identify the mess and the brokenness. And then my call to obedience is to say, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you mm-hmm. and we're going to work on this together. Um, so that's what I would say is, is the Enneagram has just helped me to see just my shame in that. And, and I'm hoping that for people who read the book, they will begin to really come to peace with their brokenness mm-hmm. rather than running from it or pretending and it's not real. 
And I think that that's where the, where the freedom comes is when you can say, okay, this is the dark side of who I am. This, this is, is my shadow side. what's gone to the cross on yeah, my yeah. behalf. This is why Jesus had to die. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and until I deal with this, God's never going to be able to use my beauty to the extent that he's called me to use it. Mm-hmm. So, I think for me, what my hope is that I, I see so often that people are just hyper aware of their brokenness and they just feel terrible about it. And I want to go, but, 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 but also, mm-hmm. you know, also the beauty that you bring to the world. So let's deal with the brokenness mm-hmm. so that it is not a hindrance and a weight on your life from the beauty that God has for you in this life and the impact that you are meant to have on others around you mm-hmm. because of the strength and whatever of the styles you bring mm-hmm. um, that, that the world needs. So, um, your book's title is a book called you by Matthew Stephen Brown. Why does it have to be Matthew Brown, Stephen because Brown instead of Matt Brown? So many Matt Browns. <laughs> so, um, why, what, why would you want to, I mean, uh, if you were anyone else, I'd want to ask this question. If it was Lisa Bevere, I'd yeah. say this, but for, what, what do you think the book will help people do? I think it'll help them change their life. I agree. I mean, if you're, if you're happy stuck where you are, don't buy the book. If you want God to, to change and bring some radical healing and just miracles in your relationships that matter the most to you, I think God can use this book. And um, I read a lot of books, um, you know, and I think that this book is, is, one of many things that God has used to bring to to help people, and um, especially your friends who are far from God, your friends who aren't going to go to church, mm-hmm. buy a copy of this book, give it to them, and just say, "I, I hope that this book helps you find you and God's mm-hmm. love for you." And, well, and uh, see the you that the rest of us see that we love yeah. that you struggle to love. Yeah. So, um, I you know I just again I think it will bless marriages and and relationships with moms and dads and um. Again, the Enneagram has been so helpful for me with you and our kids because you guys are not me. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason so many parents struggle is they're trying to raise little thems and, and they're not. I've heard you say this in some of the interviews and press that you've done for the book so far, but you've said at the end, it's the tool to direct you to the gospel. Yeah. This book shares the gospel. Yeah. It speaks God's word over your life. The Enneagram is is the the gateway mm. to open that spiritual conversation. Yeah, anybody who says it's not biblical didn't read it. The book. The book. I, yeah, I actually yeah. think it's I think I actually think it has too many Bible verses in it because it's not possible. Well, it is if you're not a Christian. You know, I, I'm afraid I'll lose my biblically illiterate audience because we live in a biblically illiterate culture. So um, you know, I mean, how many people know? Don't, don't even know who King David is, much less King Saul or mm-hmm. Abraham or, you know, so many of these characters that, um, you know, nobody even knows the story of the prodigal son had a brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean. Um, but the heart, the heart behind the book, I've heard you say this and just you can confirm yeah. it is you want to lead people to Jesus yeah, by amen. understanding that the way you're created is in the image of God made on purpose for a purpose. And um that it matters in the world. And at the end of the day, you're hoping, we're hoping together that people will come to a full understanding of that person God made through this and be able to shed some of the scales, right, of Mm -hmm. our brokenness. Mm -hmm. So, well, thanks for being on the Cultivate podcast. Yeah, I love you guys. I get to be the boss of you right now. Yeah. No, I don't. You guys just kidding. <laughs> Anyhow, um, like I said, each week during the U series at Sandals Church, um, we're going. Matt's going to be speaking to one of the styles, sharing with you guys biblical characters of that kind of um, 
exemplify that style, but also going to talk about the core sins of each and the strength of each, because all of us to some degree will deal with anger, mm-hmm. pride, lying. So each and every week, even if it's not your style, this series and this content is for you because we all will wrestle with some of those things. Some of them we wrestle with more than others, but there's some takeaway for us, either for ourselves or how we can support and love those in our lives with their struggles Mm -hmm. so that they can overcome and the enemy will not have a foothold in their life any longer. So if you listen to the podcast each week, we're going to correspond with the style here. And then if you get the book, you can do a little bit more develop on that. So thank you, my love, for for being here today. And I'll see you guys next time. We will be starting with Enneagram, The Reformer, The Style One. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness.